breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty in studio with uh, Shreveport Police Chief Wayne Smith joining us, uh, talking about this uh, debate going on downtown Shreveport, the decibel levels and our noise ordinance. That is, has it been rewritten? Is the, is the is it finished? Have they got it complete? Oh yeah, they have it drafted and they um, they have presented it to the council and now the council is mulling it over. They've decided to delay. Um, to give you guys time to go down there and do some run some tests and to give the bar owners time to meet with the city attorney. Is that how I understand it? Uh, absolutely. I think uh, a meeting with the city attorney is going to occur today. And I'm perfectly willing uh, at any time to meet with the establishment owners, uh, present to them, show them the device that we'll be using uh, to check sound levels uh, and to help them establish a distance where they would not be uh, in violation of the ordinance as it's written. They are in violation as they have been operating. No uh, doubt about it. No doubt about that, yes. How yes. far over do you think? I mean, is it well, way from, beyond? From the the time that I have gone down there on weekends, uh, I have heard clearly uh, the sound being emitted from establishments three to four blocks away from that establishment. Mm-hmm. When now, do you have actual levels of what their decibel? Have you been measuring what what their decibel levels have been? Uh, we have not thus far, and the reason being because uh, uh, they had to create an ordinance that defined what the noise control officer who that was, mm-hmm. and also uh, to give us, I guess, the legal authority to use an electronic device to record those levels. And you will be starting to do that. You're going to be. You have. You have. How many of those little gadgets do you guys have? We have two on hand as we speak. Okay. And you're going to have what's called NEOs. I saw in the ordinance, n- noise enforcement officers. That is correct. Do you have them already in mind, or do you already have folks like that in place? We have folks in place that are regularly assigned uh, downtown uh, every weekend, and they will be uh, immediately the noise control officers. Now, is there special training that they go through? Is there a course that they have to do? Any certification to to none that I know of. The uh, the instrument is relatively simple to use, uh, and we have in fact did some research on some other agencies who, in fact, using these or similar uh, uh, machinery, and also uh, has similar uh, ordinances in effect. As we are attempting to do. Yeah, we're not reinventing the wheel here. No. This shouldn't be this difficult of a process. No. Chief, I heard you at the council yesterday say you have tried, and I think you used the word mediate, you have tried to get these uh, club owners together and let them hear and see what's going on and say, look, let's all work together. But you kind of, your your voice kind of changed and you were like, but it didn't work. It didn't work uh, uh, at least two times that it happened. Uh, the DDA, Downtown Development Authority, uh, brought the owners in. We sat and uh, tried to work it out, and that meeting turned out disastrous. So I went downtown, me and my staff. Disastrous how so? They were fighting? Nothing got accomplished. Okay. Nothing got accomplished, all finger pointing. So I went downtown, personally myself, 
got the owner and the manager of the club uh, before this ordinance was written, walked to the had the officers to stop traffic on Spring Street. Went to the middle of Spring Street and I says, "This is my boundary until we get something else established. If your if your music can be heard clearly at this point, then you're too loud." On the other side, if yours can be heard clearly at this point, you're too loud. Try to respect each other. Do more than one club have a rooftop down there that are blaring music? Are they having, like, dueling blaring? I only know of uh, one in particular that has a rooftop event. Uh, There is another. The Remington, I think, has a a rooftop area. Uh, But for the most part, it's just the one that has the rooftop event. And, And let's be clear. It doesn't matter what type of music. Uh-uh. It, I don't care if they're bla- blaring Charlie Daniels or, you know, Prince or whatever. If the decibels exceed the, the limit, then it needs to be turned down. Absolutely. One it's the, not the type of music that's the issue. One of the greatest concerns to me, uh, Spring Street, Highway 1, Year Drive, whatever mm-hmm. you call it, State Highway, north and south, that everyone travels coming through Shreveport, Texas Street. Highway 80, the the first wagon trail from east to west. People travel all the time, and I just think you as a citizen has the right to travel those highways uh, and not be subjected uh, to someone else's uh, music. Now, are there, would obscenity laws come into place on vulgar language? What what does that fall under? We're definitely going to be looking into that. and that is subject to what you would be hearing downtown. As a matter of fact, this past weekend, I heard quite a bit of that myself. And, 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 that, and that means from the music, yes. not just people talking. From the music and people talking. Mm-hmm. It was embarrassing. Let me clear up something because one of the other bar owners said when you guys came down there in force and you've seen the videos and y'all turned on your sirens as loud, you know, as loud as you could, that the DJ turned up the music? Is that true? I heard him say that, and I was not there at that time, and officers have not reported to me that that happened, but I was not there. Okay. So I cannot uh, uh, discount what he said. Can you stay with us? I want I want you to go over your stats, because you went through some stats about how many calls y'all are getting to downtown when you guys have so many other things that you could be doing. Yes. Let's talk about that. Chief Wayne mm-hmm. Smith in... Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. We're in studio with Shreveport Police Chief Wayne Smith. Chief, I, I got a message from a friend of mine said you have to have legal authority to use a decibel meter and record the sound. Is that accurate? The one of the ordinances it was two of them that be being proposed, and one does give us the authority to do that. And the state law about disturbing the peace. I mean, when I read this law, it looks like every one of these are being broken. Uh, yeah, I would have to agree with you. Uh, every one of these uh, elements in the disturbing the peace in general order. Uh, doing anything, engaging in fisticuffs, for one, mm-hmm. addressing any offensive, derisive, or annoying words to any other person who is lawfully in any street or public place, calling him by an offensive or derisive name. Sure, sure. Mm. I mean, using offensive language. Well, music is, is 
is general. Uh, the DJs are general when they're talking and not talking to any specific person. It's just blaring out to everyone. Chief, what are the numbers for the calls that you have had downtown, I guess, for this year? or when You have some stats you cited during the council meeting yesterday. Go over those because those numbers were astonishing when I heard you say them. I did. Uh, in 2023, this year alone, from January up to date, uh, we have responded to 473 uh, calls downtown within that four-block area. And I would certainly say that that is excessive. In the uh, block of Texas Street, west of Spring Street, 161 calls. In the block of Spring Street, south of Texas Street, 44 calls. On Texas Street, uh, east of Spring Street, 61 calls. On Spring Street, north of texas street 131 calls and this is just those that have been called into spd there is no real telling how many that has been self-initiated that mm-hmm. hadn't been called in and you have beefed up police down there did you say 16 officers are now assigned there on the weekends it can be anywhere from 15 to 25 and 71 calls right at the very intersection of Texas and Spring Street. So a total of 473. Now, some people are bringing up, like, Festival Plaza, the Revel, when bands are playing at the Revel. Uh, is that in violation of the noise ordinance? It is permitted. Uh, they are temporarily permitted for a specific, you know, period of time, mm-hmm. not for every day there are exceptions in the ordinance which are um, yes for things like that yes the, the one big point that people need to realize is that the you have a right to be on the sidewalk in yes, downtown you do. anyone you, does police officers can't go down there and say get off the sidewalk move on that is correct well at what point does loitering take place but the the, the problem is you've got young people that are hanging out down there that are underage yes they have no intention of going in these clubs because they couldn't get in Right. But then they're down there drinking and they're doing other things that are illegal. Is that the biggest problem with this? That is one of the main problems, yes. Uh, obviously, the uh, establishments downtown, uh, probably the occupancy level would not hold all the people that come down there. Uh, so a lot of people come with no intent of patronizing the businesses but to party on the parking lot. And that's where uh, fights and danger begins uh there are food vendors down there uh that's also inviting people not to go into the clubs if the music on the rooftop were no longer audible to the sidewalk those crowds would not be there do you believe that some would not the 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 parking lots where they gather most if they can't hear the music uh from the clubs and certainly they're not going to be on the parking lot. We're not going to allow them to be partying, playing from the automobiles. But I think that would, in fact, help our situation. Okay. I'm, I'm going I'm to ask you this. When you when this no- noise ordinance is approved, we assume it will be, and you get a complaint, you go down there, you find your, you pull out your little trusty decibel meter, and it's in violation, what happens then? Then the uh, uh, person who's in charge will be cited. Immediately, there's not going to be any little warnings like, hey, you got to turn this down. You're going to go give them a ticket. The warning period occurs right now. 
That's what I was. Oh, good. We've been talking about that into the period. Loud and clear. This is your warning. That is correct. So the noise ordinance, what is our decibel levels at at, at a certain level, at a certain distance? Where are we on that? Um, There's a time element that's involved in there. uh, It's 7A to 1059 or 1159, I think. Yes, yes, that that is correct. So at Mm -hmm. 5 in the morning, they can still blast at 120 decibels? No, no, no. It has to go down lower. At midnight. Downtown Entertainment District from 7 a.m. until 11.59, it says 65 decibels. From 12 a.m. to 6.59 a.m., 55 decibels. That's as it stands so far. Now, Mike, what you were just saying, a vacuum cleaner is 70 we, decibels. We were looking at some different decibel level comparison, um, Chief, in mm-hmm. like, like running a vacuum cleaner mm-hmm. uh, is 70 decibels. Sure. So there's no more rooftop music. I mean, that's what it looks like. Well, no, I I wouldn't say that. Not at all. And property lines uh, have to come into play here. So in other words, if your establishment is, I'm going to just give an estimate, 30 or 40 feet from public space. Okay. So if I measure that public space and you're at, 65 decibel where at the source it could in fact be uh could be louder than that okay but the public space is the sidewalk right in front of that business correct yes it is so you could measure it right there and say you're over 60 decibels so you got to turn it down that is correct but you're not going to say you got to turn it down you get to sign this little piece of paper i'm bringing you that is correct at this point uh, as i said at council meeting i'm willing for any business down there to come and work with you to help you establish your boundaries. Now, is there an accelerated fine scale? Because otherwise, if you say, oh, it's a $500 fine, you know, club owners are going to go, I'll pay that all day long. It goes up and up each time. And at some point, I think uh, maybe after the third one, then we certainly will pursue things at a a, a higher level. Meaning, Meaning what? What would be the consequences then? Well, I'd have to discuss that with the city attorney to see what's next in line. But uh, all of the uh, establishment or licensed and inspected by SPD. And so I would certainly think that uh, if you continue to break the law, then you could possibly be forfeiting some of that. Mm-hmm. Right now, the suspension of alcohol permits is not in the ordinance, but it does say after your third offense, you can you can be taken to court for injunctive relief, which could Maybe not alcohol, but you could close the business down. Uh, my officers, uh, vice officers, do inspect the establishments, uh, and we do frequently uh, recommend suspension uh, of their licensing and their alcohol permits for uh, violation. Mm, you don't want that injunctive relief. No. But there are eye drops for that. <laughs> <laughs> Chief Wayne Smith, thank you so much thank for you. coming in this morning. Appreciate and, it. And good luck with this. We're going to stay on, stay on top of it. Okay. Stephen Wagusback, candidate for governor, joining us coming up at Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. And on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline this morning, uh, we're honored to have Senator Bill Cassidy joining us. Senator, good morning, sir. Mike and Aaron, good morning to you too. Good morning to Shreveport. Good morning to Bozier. Thanks for uh, for holding with us. We're very concerned about this inflation. We want to know what is it with the price of rice in China? Wait a minute. Wait. wait, wait this wait, wait, just wait. in. We're just kidding. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. 
Happy birthday to you. Could we be any slower? Happy birthday, <laughs> Senator Cassidy. Happy birthday to you. Is that the worst birthday song you've ever heard? The uh, first birthday song of my day and maybe the last one. Thank you all very much. And, and also the worst one. We don't have any questions. That's we all we've want, got. We, we just wanted to say happy birthday. We wanted to wish you a, a, a good day today. Well, thank you all very much. Have a great program and thank you for all you do. Yeah, keep the government <laughs> shut down if you don't mind. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Senator. Happy birthday. See ya. <laughs> what a Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. <laughs> Ruben, what'd you say? Senator Kennedy waited on the phone for about five minutes. Cassidy. <laughs> yeah, Cassidy. 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 <laughs> I waited on the phone for five minutes for that nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's probably in trouble. Oh Lord! Well, we've we've had some uh, we've had some excitement with our city council. I say excitement; it's embarrassing. But uh, I think uh, somebody down in Baton Rouge says, "Hey, hold my beer." Yeah, no doubt. The outgoing chief of police, his name's Murphy Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's retiring in November, mm-hmm. and uh, he just unleashed. Yeah. On the city council. Now, there's a big controversy about this. It's called the Brave Cave. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a drug processing center that they've had for years. Yep. It's the facility has been there for, I think, about 15 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but apparently it's been used for uh, some call it a torture chamber. Torturing. Yeah. Suspects. Uh, strip searching. Mm-hmm. Suspects. Yep. I say that parenthetically. Mm hmm. Um, and, and Aaron, you said they're not, they're not pulling in, uh, little old ladies or. No, no. And, and, and it's, and they're, they're spreading, I mean, they're, they're making them do very, um. Humiliating. Yes, things. And there have been several lawsuits filed and, you know, a lot of officers have been canned. It's a mess down there right now. So the police chief addressed the city council. Here's just a little bit of what he had to say. I'm sorry, Mayor President. But I'm going to speak my heart on this one. Because let's talk about processes. Let me, let me count. Fourteen police officers were terminated. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight resigned under investigation. And then there's appeals. And you know what you do? You strip my funding. Are you going to pay the attorney all the money that I already owe them for the bad cops? That the civil service board, where we're going to be here tomorrow, and none of y'all going to be here. And y'all sitting here trying to deal off these people's emotions, and some of y'all the problem. Jen Rocker, you sit there, defund, defund the police department's budget from a legal standpoint, and then come here because I don't have legal representation, and I got to play lawyer to fight these bad actors. Let's talk facts. Let's talk facts. And then what you do, then you go and you appoint people to the civil service board that have direct ties to the union. There are five people on the civil service board. What's wrong with good law-abiding citizens? You putting people on the civil service board with direct to the ties to the union and wonder why they reverse the decisions that I make. I've been quiet, but I'm not going to be quiet no more. Where were you when they called my kids 
gangbangers. Where were you? You know about the pictures when they called my black boys gangbangers and I prayed for them. When the former chiefs of police sit down and share pictures of me and my girlfriend and I prayed for them. Where were you, Mocha? When they went to Texas, to the camp, and called me because I was trying to bring reform in this police department. Where were you then speaking up for them? Don't sit here and play like you don't know about this group of bodies that try to force the mayor to sit there and fire me for lies and say I only discipline white folks, which is a lie. Don't pretend like you don't know that. Don't pretend like you don't know that. Talk about my little black kids and I prayed for y'all. I prayed for them. And you sit here like you different, like you're not in cahoots. Because I'm going to tell you what they say. They got six of y'all in their pocket. Facts. Six of y'all in their pocket. That's what the union say. Wow. It was uh, a little upset. Mm-hmm. Treeport's holding their beer today. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Treeport's wow. in the council going, thank you. Oh, Dang. thank you. They're talking about something else. Oh, man. He was fired up. Yeah. In the beginning of the meeting, he got up. He was gentle and calm. He reminded me a lot of Chief Wayne Smith. But after they went after funding for his attorneys, he just exploded. And, you know, you had people, residents getting up, talking about how awful the police department was. And how the, and the council said, we can't do much about it. All we can do is we control their funding. And so we pulled the funding for the attorneys. Uh, he's He was pissed. He, there's no other way to put it. He right. was ticked because he's tried to do right. And he called in the FBI right away over the brave cave. And, um, it's just a mess. And you, you heard him. He exploded and he's normally a pretty gentle dude. So was he aware of the goings on at the brave cave? Um, there's no allegations I mean, that he had anything, to, any right, knowledge okay. of it. But, but the surely count, there were reports. Of, yeah. The, of, the council said they, you know, they knew about the allegations Months before this investigation became public, council members, you know, said during the meeting yesterday, we all know we knew about this. Mm -hmm. We all knew about it. And now all of a sudden it's public and everybody's up in arms. So it was a mess. They got a couple of months of uh, turmoil down there. It's okay, city council, Shreveport. (laughs) We'll we'll be back. Yeah. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Earlier this week, I was having lunch with a couple friends uh, downtown. By the way, it was. this is not a commercial. We went to the Glass Hat. I love these historic buildings that they're redoing. Where is that? People don't know. Remember where? Remember. Remember? 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 Do you remember where the bus station was downtown? It's mm-hmm. now that the, the lot. Yes. It's with those tents. Right. Directly across the street from that. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, it was, it, it had a great time. Uh, but one of my friends, uh, they, he and his family opened, uh, the popcorn store. Over on Uri Drive. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sugar Walk Popcorn. It looks like a franchise, but it was locally. It still is locally owned. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have sold it. And, and he was, Teddy was talking with the new owners. And he said, you know, hey, how's it going? And he said, you know, in 20, I think he said 2020, maybe 
21, before the pandemic, yeah, he said, we had a fantastic year. He says it was just doing great. And he said, but inflation is killing me. Mm-hmm. I, first of all, I can't imagine trying to hire in today's right. climate. Anybody under 40 doesn't want to work, mm-hmm. doesn't know how to work. Yeah. Ruben, uh, Ruben excluded. <laughs> Thank you, Ruben. No, I think Definitely. I'm going to, I think I'm going to, I'm feeling a little sick. I'm going to go home. Yeah. <laughs> you shut your mouth. But he was talking about, he said, and in, in, in Stephen, my friend, was asking him, you know, he says, like the bag, the bags of popcorn that they, these 50 pound bags of popcorn kernels mm-hmm. that they would get, they used to be $15. They're $35. Wow. Yeah, that was my reaction. Wow. They they have these like white chocolate discs that they melt and, and create the white chocolate uh, popcorn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so mm. good. The the boxes were eighty five dollars. They're now one hundred and thirty dollars. Aaron, that's a fifty percent increase. That is quite a substantial increase wow. in goods. Mm. And this is wholesale pricing. Right. So you think that's not affecting? Oh, he has you know, to double his prices. Of course. And then people are going, I'm not paying that for popcorn. And businesses are, business like this, these small businesses, mm-hmm. they are hurting Yeah. under this current economic crisis that we're under. We go, mm-hmm. you know, we go to the grocery store and go, damn, look at milk, look at milk. Yeah. But we don't really stop and think. This is having a huge impact on our economy. And if something doesn't change, it's, it's you know, and raising the minimum wage isn't the answer. That's not where I was meant to go, but that's, it's not, you know, that's not helping situations. And it starts with the gas. I mean, every, once the gas prices start going up, those companies pay more for gas, so they got to raise the prices on all their goods. We got to get a handle on gas prices. And, and so, what is this administration immediately killed our fossil fuel industry and made us dependent once again on foreign oil? Yeah, blah 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 blah. blah. Ooh, frustrating. I know it. I just got, mm. I, I, I got pibbing at lunch and I didn't mm. like it. Kristen Gonzalez, tax assessor candidate, joining us after the local news. Mike and McCarty. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Kio, Mike and McCarty in studio with Kristen Harden Gonzalez, <laughs> candidate for Cattle Parish Tax Assessor. Uh, Charles Hennington retiring after I think he's been in office one hundred and twelve years. <laughs> I can't <laughs> yeah. remember who was there before him. Uh, I'm not even sure I remember. Mike either. Klingen was there. Yes. Actually, Mike Klingen hired me um, when I first started working there. So you've been in the assessor's office for uh, quite the while. Yes, I've been in the assessor's office for 22 years. So there's four candidates in the race. Yep. Three Democrats, one Republican. Mm -hmm. Tell us what sets you apart from the other three candidates. Well, I'll tell you that um, first off that I am a longtime resident of this uh, Caddo Parish. I uh, grew up in Southern Hills area. I started working in the assessor's office when I was 16 years old as a summer intern. I um, have a 
college degree from LSU Shreveport in business administration. I uh, started, um, I, I am the only candidate actually who is currently working in the office. I have worked in various departments throughout the office, our business personal property department, our real estate department. Um, our exemption department. I am the only candidate that has a widespread knowledge of each of those departments, and I am now currently working as the chief financial officer in our administration department. What does a tax assessor do? So you want to know what the tax assessor does himself, or do you want to uh, know what office. our office does? People don't. So, know, y'all, so, y'all run around and do things kind of quietly. You're yeah. not out in the middle yeah. of stuff. So people really don't realize what all we do, and um, we have multiple departments in our office. We have our business personal property uh, department. We assess uh, furniture, fixtures, movable property within a business. We also have our real estate department where we assess residential real estate. Um, I need as, to talk to you after as you well <laughs> <laughs> as well as commercial um, uh, uh, property in the parish. Um, we also have a land ownership department where um, we basically keep up with the history of ownership. We work uh, transfers of ownership throughout that department. We get deeds from the clerk of court's office, so we work hand-in-hand closely with them as well. Um, we also have an exemption department where uh, we deal with customers. That's the front line of our office. They deal hand-in-hand with the customers. I've served in that department. Um, we handle homestead exemptions. We handle your disabled veteran exemptions. We handle um, uh, assessment freezes, Social Security freezes, uh, things like that. And then we have our administration department mm-hmm. where I sit right now. So um, I will tell you that we have a big spread um, of employees throughout our office. We we They are amazing people. Um, what changes will you make from what's been happening over the past few years? Anything? Uh, I, um, you know... The nameplate on the desk. Yeah, there you go. Yes, I, I look forward to changing the nameplate on the desk, and I look forward to getting rid of um, our current assessor's chair in his office. No, he he will laugh whenever he hears that. Any endorsements? Any endorsements? You're proud I, I do. Of? I do have uh, endorsements. I have the current assessor's endorsement, which I'm uh, incredibly grateful for. I have Bobby Edmondson, our neighboring parish here. Um, I have probably fifteen, twenty assessors throughout the state who have openly come out and endorsed me. It's all listed on my Facebook page. Um, I also have the uh, AFL-CIO uh, union endorsement. I have the Caddo Retired, Caddo Bozier Retired Teachers Association has come out and endorsed me. I um, have been endorsed by the Blanchard Mayor, the Greenwood Mayor. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been endorsed by um, the Morning Sport Mayor, and um, I'm sure I may have left a few out. But you, yeah. you, so you will be able to hit the ground running um, with no real learning curve at all. I will tell you that what I've been doing in that office, uh, in exactly within the last 13 years, it's going to be a pretty easy transition from what I do now. I'm already running the operations of the office. Mm-hmm. I, re- I work hand in hand with Mr. Hennington currently, and Uh, We make decisions together, and I will tell you when he's not in the office, they likely will come to me. You're second in command now? Well, there's Robert Thomas is our chief uh, deputy. Okay. And he's second in command, but I'm the CFO of the office, so I would be in line right after him. And your message to workers in the tax assessor's office for your administration when you come in, what should they know about you? 
And my, how you will run the office. And my current employees. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm very much a team. Um, I have a team mindset. Uh, I, I am very big on encouragement. Um, I feel like that our current assessor has given a pretty good example as to coming in the office at eight o'clock, not leaving till five o'clock, being available at all times. Um, we have a glass door that leads right into our uh, department up there. It will always be open. They will always know that they can come to me um, like they do now already. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, we work very well together, and I look to keep it good, keep it going. At least one of the other candidates, before we let you go, at least one of the other candidates has also worked in the office. Yes. Um, what sets you apart from that person who also could come in and hit the ground running? Well, uh, my widespread knowledge of the office as a whole, what I, I would say that sets me apart from any other candidate in this race. Um, I wor- I've worked in various departments and I've worked already closely with department heads within the office. Now, immediately, um, what, with what I'm doing now on the administrative side, I've worked, um, I oversee our annual office budget. I work with financial auditors to make sure that we're ethically sound. I work with, uh, local, uh, tax entities, making sure that we have an accurate tax roll that's filed on a, on, um, an act, you know, at a timely manner. Um, I work with the sheriff's office, the clerks. I have a great relationship with all the, uh, the city of Shreveport as well. So. I would think that that would set me apart from mm-hmm. any other candidate in this race, including the one that was working in our office. Christian Gonzalez, a candidate for Cattle Parish Tax Assessor. Look, good luck to you. Thanks well, for coming thank you. in. Thank you for having me here. You bet. Mike and McCarty. Back to the big stories of the day with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. A big meeting today, five o'clock. The infrastructure, the bond committee meeting. Um it's this time it is police and fire and DDA. And this is the fourteen people, nineteen? Is it nineteen? It's ni- it's supposed to be nineteen. Two from each city council person and then five from the mayor. Right. That's did what it's all supposed council to. members finally get their appointments in? I think they did. I think okay. they all put their folks on and uh, they they hit the ground rolling. Um I'm curious, it's interesting and I have asked I have asked for e- at each meeting, you know, I've asked the administration to send me the list of the wish list. I'm curious what the wish list for the fire chief and the police chief will be in that they just got a bond issue passed two years ago mm-hmm. i mean they were the only group that got money right. um but as we've heard mayor arsenault say there wasn't enough money put in for the substations so we're going to need more if we want to make that happen and there probably wasn't enough put in for the new police station because of inflation you know yeah you might have put in whatever it is seven million for a new police station but now it's going to cost you ten so you may need the new bond issue, may need more money to cover the, that. But I'm curious what else will be on the, the wish list for the police and fire departments. Okay. This is, this is, um, I don't want to say ignorance, but let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the substations. How much, what, do you know how much money is allocated for those? I don't have it right in my, I don't head. have it right in my Several brain. Several million dollars. Yes, absolutely. They're going to do three. 
One, they've been donated the property, as you've heard. Right, North Shreveport. North Shreveport. The other they're looking at is Monkhouse Drive, and then they were looking at something in southeast Shreveport. So those are obviously are, are needed, and they'll be nice. Mm-hmm. But what about, can we not take that money if there's money there, and let's use it for salaries and hire police officers? Can we not use Cannot. get our staff up to can't, to can't what we it. need? Can't do it. It's a bond. It's bond money that was well, voted on for. Finag- they, somebody can do some finagling. No, because there'd be this crazy woman on the radio that would bash them every morning <laughs> if they did. Um, so yeah, they have to use it for what it's. You know, we voted on it well, for. I know. And, I'm just. I'm, but I'm they could. To... A- they could ask for. You know, but you typically don't vote a bond issue for salaries because once that bond runs out then what do you do with those right. salaries you know right. you're you're in, you're in a oh, I pickle know. i'm just so it, it i'm curious we've got to, to do something about our personnel issue we do uh, we what do. are we 140 officers down yeah, it's probably closer to 150 or 160 by now and, and yeah not counting officers that are just out on leave of, you know mm-hmm. right that's our, that is critical. We are at critical mass at that point right now. Yes. And we've got to do something. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. And, you know, I, I don't know if we can do something more with recruiting in the bond issue. Can we do a, you know, set up a, I don't know, some, I don't, I'm not sure. I know they're going out a lot more and, than they used to. You know, our friend Chris Bordelon, mm-hmm. Corporal Bordelon with the police department, I saw him up at Channel 3. Yesterday afternoon, mm-hmm. after he was in here with Chief Wayne Smith, and we were kind of laughing, but they they had a, a couple kids, I think, from the Mudbugs, okay. and they were doing an interview at the TV station, mm-hmm. and and uh, and as I was kind of walking away, Chris goes, "I know you're Canadian citizens, but if you." You know, are looking for a career in law enforcement and you want to naturalize. Oh, boy. He's working. I mean, yeah. he's, he's working. They're, Absolutely. They're, they are recruiting. They're trying to get, you know, good young men mm-hmm. and women. To uh, to come on the department, it's it's a uh, it's an uphill struggle. It, it absolutely is, and they need as many as they can get. There's no doubt about it. Coming up, uh, speaking of city business, uh, Shreveport City Council they're looking at this noise ordinance. They've delayed it for two weeks. Another two weeks. Are they kicking the can down the road? Uh, Shreveport business owner Tim Huck spoke with us, and hear what he has to say at seven forty. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Did you watch any, I, and I'll confess, right now did not, the presidential debate? Nope. Last night? Nope. I was sleeping good on my own. Didn't need it. <laughs> I was rude, wasn't it? I'm sorry. I was late getting to bed last night. My, mm. my, uh... <laughs> My favorite government uh, d- goings on is uh, the Parks and Rec Department in Pawnee, Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> Ron Swanson is my hero. Oh my goodness! Uh, so, yeah, different people saying different uh, different ones. One last night, I think DeSantis is the one that came out probably looking the best. Mm-hmm. Um, I like what Tim Scott says a lot as well. Uh, he did, he didn't rank real highly on some of these. Some of these pundits' uh, I rankings. Know, I know. Nikki He's Haley. Sharp. 
Nikki Haley did. She did. She did well. Okay. Uh, some were calling her. You know that that she won the debate last night. But this has got to be really frustrating to them. A lot of people are saying the big winner was <laughs> Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Who didn't even show up? He wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Ah. And when, yeah. Gosh, Aaron, when you step back and look at what what's going on. It, it, we can't we can't really see it from a perspective of how crooked this is. Right, right. I, it's just, and I'm not getting into it. We don't have time now, uh, but but uh, it's it's pretty incredible what's going on. History is going to judge us very harshly right now, unless things change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they may be, you know, goose stepping and eating sauerkraut, so it, it may not matter. <laughs> Uh, Tim Hug, local business owner from uh, downtown, is going to join us coming up after the break talking about uh, Shreveport's noise ordinance. Mike and McCarty, 101. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. In studio with local business owner Tim Hug joining us. Uh, Tim, good morning. Thanks for making the drive out here to East Texas. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, you own uh, the Sandbar downtown? Yes, ma'am. And you do you also own Phoenix? I also own Phoenix. Okay. Both of them are in business? Yes. And and nightclubs? Nightclubs. Uh, so you're the problem? Um, I mean, I guess maybe. I don't know. We Downtown's gotten crazy. Uh, that would be an understatement. And we are proposing a noise ordinance. Will the no- noise ordinance, if it's passed in two weeks, will that fix the problem? It will fix 90% of the problem. Okay. Um, will it fix all the problems? Absolutely not. One ordinance alone will not fix every problem. However, large groups seem to congregate in areas where that they are entertained it's it's a proven fact when we do festivals we bring bands when we have you know when we're trying to draw big people we bring entertainment entertainment draws people and the noise being played the music being played to the streets are drawing the crowds mm-hmm. and entertaining them and so they're hanging out the 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 chief said it himself 472 calls this year in that one block area around Hayes, let's call it like it is. Hayes says more of the calls were, were from you, from from your businesses. Well, the chief said differently, and mm-hmm. uh, and the chief um, doesn't have any reason to lie. He's not a friend of mine. I don't really know him. Uh, actually, most of the time when we talk, it's uh, me yelling at him. <laughs> okay, the crowds that are gathering outside Hayes on Texas. Um, he said today on the radio they really have no intention of going in the club. They have no intention of going in any club. Most of them are underage. The others are out there partying for free. They're carrying bottles of liquor with them. They're smoking weed openly. They're they're blocking the streets and twerking and dancing. And they have absolutely no intention of going in a club. If you watch the videos that have been posted online the last week, uh, every video shows you that everyone is standing there looking up at the rooftop of Hayes dancing. Uh, you, it's impossible for you to say that they're not drawing the crowd. Okay, Tim. They have a right to be on the sidewalk. 100%. They can walk in our downtown. 100%. They can sing. I think it's actually legal to hold a, 
an uh, alcoholic beverage and drink? Absolutely I don't know. not. It's not. No, you it cannot is not, be not out, out on the, on the sidewalk. sidewalk. No, okay. it's called open container. And you it's can't a, do it's, it. It's okay. a violation. But you can be on the sidewalk, sitting there, chilling. Definitely. Where, where does this cross the line? Where it crosses the lines when they get in the street and block traffic. Where it crosses the line is when they start fighting and they have to mace the whole street. And the people who are trying to get into my establishments are maced just trying to walk into a bar. Uh, where it crosses the line is where the the crowds are so big that they cannot be controlled. When the fights break out and they have to turn on multiple sirens, and when they turn on the sirens, the club turns their music up to drown out the sirens. With the, the people hanging out on the street, that's legal. You can walk around on the street, but it, if the police, the police chief did explain to you how many people were illegally carrying guns, Okay, how many people have alcoholic beverages out there carrying their own alcoholic beverages? How many of them are smoking weed out there? How many of the people are underage out past curfew? There are multiple laws being broken and 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 it's all being assisted by the entertainment that is provided. All right, now you've obviously read the proposed ordinance uh, multiple times. Do you support as is written? Um 100%. Um here, the, the, there's any logical common sense person uh, supports it as written. It hasn't changed the law from what the law has been for the last 30 years. What it did is change the enforcement of the law. The the actually it it weakened the law because the law used to be you couldn't be over uh, 60 uh, 65 past 11. Now it goes 65 past to midnight and then it drops down to 55 so the and law you're talking about decibel levels, decibel levels. right mm-hmm. so actually the only thing that changed in the law is they extended the hours of it being a little bit louder and they changed how the law is properly and easily enforced okay rooftop music is the problem um have you ever done it before have you had it at your clubs well, uh, were you shut down? I turned on the rooftop music. I turned my music on my roof one time for about nine minutes, and 11 police officers walked in my club and told me there's a noise ordinance, and I had to turn my music off. Um, while the music was playing across the street? While the music was playing across the street at a higher level than, than legal also, yes. Did they tell that bar owner to turn hers off? No, they did not. Have you been able to figure out why? Um, I mean, if you just want to be honest, because I'm white. Okay, let's go there because there are people who are saying that if these were white people downtown partying and hanging out, that it wouldn't be a problem. Is the noise ordinance racist? Yeah. Um, it was written by a black attorney and endorsed by a black police chief. If it's racist, they definitely need to be calling those people. But if these were white crowds gathering, would we care? If the white crowds were blocking the streets, fighting to the point that they get mace put in, if they were underage, smoking weed, and drinking in the streets, I would care. Everybody would care, Tim. I don't understand why people want to make it a racial issue. Well, because the issue is the the, the bar is breaking the law. The owner of the bar is well-connected in the political community. So the only way you can justify breaking the law is by changing the narrative. Uh, when it's a law, a remedial law or law 101, if the laws are with you and the facts are against you, you stick with the law and stay away from the facts. If the facts are are uh, with you and the laws against you, you stick with the facts and stay away from the law. If they're both against you, Confuse, And at this point, they're trying to confuse people into saying it's a race issue so that they won't talk about the law or the facts because both of them are against them. Is that kind of where the the, the chief talked about y'all had a meeting? 
you sat down. The bar owners were in the meeting. He said it went sideways. Very sideways. Well, yelling and hollering. Oh, um, a lot of yelling it, and hollering. Was it just not bar owners but business owners downtown? Is no, that it correct? Was, was it, it was it was me and Shalette that were doing all the yelling. Okay. I was involved in the yelling. I won't. I will. Uh, I will be honest and 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 straightforward. Um, they basically said, "I'm racist because I want them to follow the law and that they're not turning their music down." And uh, they brought Tabitha Taylor, who had nothing to do with the meeting, no reason to be in the meeting. It was it was it was supposed to be a cordial meeting, um, and instead they brought a city council member who's not even her district. Mm. It's not even her district, right? Um, her district. Now she did get the casinos the river, in her district. Front, yeah. um, didn't adjust any votes. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. But um, they uh, they bring a council person who is not even in their district to to talk about this. And basically, what Shalette said is, my council person is going to cover me, and I don't have to follow the law. But if this ordinance passes, the way that rooftop exists at Hayes today, it they cannot play that music like that anymore. If the ordinance passes the way it's written, which I will be extremely shocked if it does, because the city council proved yesterday they don't care what the chief says. Wait they a don't, minute. They don't care what the city attorney says. Don't you think they just want to give time and two weeks they'll pass it? In two weeks, why didn't you get two weeks due diligence from the first time it's read to the day they voted on it? Where, what did they do in those two weeks? Why have we not done this diligence in those two weeks? Why didn't have their meeting in those two weeks like every other person would have to do if a law was affecting their business? That's why they give a two-week grace between the first reading and the time you can vote on it. They can't vote on, a, on, a, on an ordinance for two weeks from the time it's proposed so that people have an opportunity to read it and understand it before it is made law. So why are we giving two more weeks? So now, so now we're looking at a month minimum. Well, before a vote, if if they don't make any adjustments, because if they make adjustments to it, then they have to have two more weeks after that. And next thing you know, they'll figure out two more weeks from there. And so we're kicking the can down the road until the silent majority who have now become vocal go back to silent. You've been fighting this for how long? Um, since the first time that Hayes' DJ got on the mic and told people to block the street, this is Ratchet City, the police don't care, we don't have any rules, and that was in October of 2022. And has it gotten worse every weekend? I won't say every weekend. Me and Shalette sat down about two months ago, and they got better for a minute, and then they've gotten worse every weekend for the last When you say time. they got better, what did she do? Did she they, turn they the music They turned the down? music down a little bit and started trying, because I was like, look, we can we can figure this out amongst ourselves. Uh, I even told them about face cancellation, explained to them how you can set your speakers up differently. You could add more speakers in different angles, and every area of the patio could be loud, and you couldn't hear it off the patio. It's called face cancellation, and it takes about two minutes to Google it and understand it. Okay. That's phase cancellation is right. what you're saying. Right. right. But she's not tried that. They're not willing to try anything. They don't they, 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 they don't have to because they have the city council on their side. But she's not making a dime off those people on the streets, correct? Uh, no, but she is drawing more people down. So she does that, that. Well, she's not making a dime anyway because she doesn't even – she owns the license and her brother-in-law owns the building. But – they illegally have other people operating it and making the money anyway. She makes whoa, she makes whoa. what she's going to make anyhow. Yeah, you can't you can't you can't bring in other people and have them run the business off of their license. But that's a whole nother conversation to have in 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 a deal. At this point, Tabitha Taylor is 
it it's personal between me and her, and there's no reason for it to be personal between me and her. It's right or wrong, okay? It's legal or illegal. And what she wants to make it is black and white and me and her. And it's not me and her. It's legal and illegal. And the law is very, 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 very clear. Now, they make money off of people who are in their building, but the DJs enjoy throwing a party to those big crowds. The DJs want to continue to just turn their music up and turn their music up and turn their music mm. up. And I have begged the city council members. I have begged them to come downtown. I have begged the mayor. I have begged the police chief to be downtown at 1 a.m. and 2 a.m. on Saturday morning and Sunday morning from Friday night and mm. Saturday night so they can actually see it for themselves. And they choose not to. So I've been sending them videos. When they pass it, you're going to come back and you're going to say, I'm proud of the council. They did a good job. All well, right. I will be very shocked. Okay. Tim Hutt. Tim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tim Hutt, local business owner. Thank you for coming in. And if you a- at least had some passion about this, maybe you could get something done. One of- FM. 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. The, some news recently out of Baton Rouge. Uh, there's there's been a there's been a well a huge controversy about uh, a facility. It's an unmarked facility in Baton Rouge that the uh, Baton Rouge Police Department maintains. It's a, it's a drug processing center uh, that they've had for years. They've, you know, 15, 17 years mm-hmm. or something that it's, it's been, but. It's got a nickname called the Brave Cave. Mm-hmm. And Brave is an acronym for, what is it, the Baton Rouge? It's, it's uh, oh, I've, I'm blank on it, what it is at the moment. It but it's an some, acronym yeah. for a unit, right. a, a, a special unit with the, within the police department. And uh, that's that's where that name comes from. But what's what's happened over the years and what's happened that's come out is, is they take suspects into that brave cave without processing without even being under arrest and uh, apparently have uh, allegedly beat suspects Mm -hmm. tortured suspects uh, strip search female uh, suspects Mm -hmm. one lady said she had a prescription for you know drugs on her but she had multiple prescriptions in one bottle I've got the same thing. Right. I have a, I have a container in my in my bag with multiple, you know, prescription drugs that uh, that I have to take every day. And she had that with her mm-hmm. that she had a prescription for, but they strip searched her. Gee. And she was in the car with her husband, mm-hmm. and they took her to the Brave Cave. Uh, so it's been a it's it's been a, a real source of contention now. And they're facing several lawsuits. Several officers mm-hmm. have been fired. Yep. And uh, the police chief was addressing the city council, and the only recourse city council has had was been to decrease funding for his attorney's fees for that. Right. Yeah, and they and they took some action with regard to that. And then he went off, Mike. I mean, he literally went off. When he found out they 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 cut funding for his legal defense, mm-hmm. here's what he had to say to the Baton Rouge City Council. I believe this was yesterday. Yep. Yesterday afternoon. I'm sorry, Mayor President, but I'm going to speak my heart on this one. Because let's talk about processes. 
Let me let me count. Because this is important. Fourteen police officers were terminated. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight resigned under investigation. And then there's appeals. And you know what you do? You strip my funding. Yeah. Are you going to pay the attorney all the money that I already owe them for the bad cops that the civil service board, where we're going to be here tomorrow, and none of y'all going to be here. And y'all sitting here trying to deal off these people's emotions, and some of y'all the problem, Jen Rocker. You sit there, defund, defund the police department's budget from a legal standpoint, and then come here because I don't have legal representation, and I got to play lawyer to fight these bad actors. Let's talk facts. Let's talk facts. And then what you do, then you go and you appoint people to the civil service board that have direct ties to the union. There are five people on the civil service board. What's wrong with good law-abiding citizens? You putting people on the civil service board with direct to the ties to the union and wonder why they reverse the decisions that I make. I've been quiet, but I'm not going to be quiet no more. Where were you when they called my kids gangbangers? Where were you? You know about the pictures when they called my black boys gangbangers and I prayed for them. When the former chiefs of police sit down and share pictures of me and my girlfriend and I prayed for them. Where were you, Mocha? When they went to Texas, to the camp, and called me because I was trying to bring reform in this police department. Where were you then speaking up for them? Don't sit here and play like you don't know about this group of bodies that try to force the mayor to sit there and fire me for lies and say I only discipline white folks, which is a lie. Don't pretend like you don't know that. Don't pretend like you don't know that. Talk about my little black kids and I prayed for y'all. I prayed for them. And you sit here like you different, like you're not in cahoots. Because I'm going to tell you what they say. They got six of y'all in their pocket. Facts. Six of y'all in their pocket. That's what the union say. Mm, wow. That's retiring Police Chief Murphy Paul of the Baton Rouge Police Department. Yeah, he's retiring the first part of November. He's he's on the way out. Yeah. So he's got nothing to lose. One of the council members after his speech actually said, we need to let him go now. Really? Turned to the mayor and said, and to her colleagues and said, we may need to make this end now. Because of those inflammatory remarks, um, you know, I, it's it's like the Baton Rouge Council told the Shreveport Council, "Here, hold my beer," because <laughs> yeah. they went. It went crazy. They had he called out council members by name. You bet. And you remember Gary Chambers, who ran for Senate? Oh yeah. Uh, he was in the audience, and he was shouting them down too. At some points, if you go look, watch uh, much of the meeting, um, and they had police surrounding him, about to haul him out. It got real hostile, real hostile. And this is online? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's you know, it's popcorn eating time down there now. Big wow. time. And we thought we had a problem in Shreveport. Well, really? we do. Yeah, well, we do. We do. Not to that extent. When you have your police chief at the podium using a racial slur that you're like, whoa, did he really just say that? And the council did admit they several of them yesterday said they knew about these allegations about the Brave Cave um, months before the investigation became public. Right. So they knew about them months before. Where were you? Why weren't you calling it out? Why weren't you saying this is not appropriate? We need to look into this. 
the FBI is on it now. So they're and he's yeah, fired the a FBI bunch of officers. Has gotten involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this yeah. Eight, I think they said what eighteen officers. Yeah, there's a lot. He's fired several, and several are on leave. And the the council members were not happy about the ones who are on leave. They're like these people don't. We're still paying them. They're on leave. Right. They you know. But again, we have a justice system. Innocent until proven guilty. You got to show he did say there are cameras all over that building. And they have video footage. Um, you know, it's very apparent there's going to be a lot of evidence. So it's going to be a mess. You know, when they start releasing all that video footage of people being told to do, you know, strip searches and all that kind of stuff they did, it's going to be like, wow. You know, and, and in this climate with with the police not being looked upon favorably mm-hmm. and in a general, you know, and as a general rule, this is not what they need. Right. This is not right. what law enforcement across the board needs right now. Mm-hmm. Our charges or, you know, exposure like this. Yes. Tim Fletcher has sports coming up next. Mike and- Back with more of Mike and McCarthy on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. <laughs> Ruben just dropped a bombshell. During the break. Did he? Did I miss it? How did I miss it? The Revel opens this weekend. He did. Yeah. Aaron. It's already Revel time. How did it creep up on us? How how did I not realize that? Normally, I like to watch if I'm going through downtown and watch them putting up the tents and I get excited because I'm seeing it. And I've been seeing that. I've been seeing the, the chase banners put up. I've been seeing some of the tents and I've been thinking, huh, I wonder what's coming up. <laughs> Not even realizing Rebel. It was Rebel. It's Rebel it's, this weekend. It opens Saturday? Uh, the 30th, Saturday right? Or yeah. Friday. Yep. Saturday. Saturday, Saturday is Saturday. opening day. Yeah, I have, a, I have a ton of friends playing at the Rebel, and I I didn't even. It slipped. It completely slipped. Golly. <laughs> it just snuck up on us. Mm. I haven't heard from them. I haven't talked it's to been, any of the folks. It's going to be Thanksgiving before we freaking oh, know it. I know. It's unbelievable. It runs through the 8th of October. Um, you know, if you're if you're new to the area, the Revel is probably one of the biggest festivals in our region. Uh it's one of the it's been recognized as one of the biggest festivals in the south. Uh all kinds of food and the artists that come through and bring their home their handmade things it's just incredible now if you've spent time in shreveport if you've spent any time here um you'll be excited i was excited to hear that trout fishing in america is coming back this is not a rebel commercial by the way Mm -hmm. this is not we we're just we we love the rebel we've been going uh, i like to tell people my wife and i uh we even dated you know, going to the Revel when it was two tents and a corn dog stand. Yes, you know what I mean? Exactly. In, in, in one one stage. Uh, many, so we've been going a long time, and, and uh, trout fishing has been a, a perennial staple mm, at the mm. Revel, and they haven't been right for the past several years. And we used to go hear them at the Rusty Nail mm-hmm. over yep. on East Kings Highway a hundred years ago. How many times have you guys, um, over the years of the Revel? Gone to the miniature grocery store. To <laughs> <laughs> little Brookshire's. Yes. <laughs> and bought those little rubber steaks. Both, both <laughs> when I was a kid and I brought my kids. Yes. Yeah. 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 Over and my kids used to love that. They would check out, then they would pay with <laughs> the, 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 the little buggies. Yes. They had, they had the yeah. little buggies. They still have that. 
it is still a staple in the kids area where they have face painting they do that mock dig where you can dig for gold i mean the revel is just an iconic festival and when you hear people say we've got nothing to do here please <laughs> go visit the revel it, you can buy a whole week pass and it, it's what is it 15 bucks yeah gets you in the whole week all, and they've got week. those digital wristbands now which is cool. those are cool i still mm-hmm. have mine from last year by yeah. the way yeah the, the revel is just spectacular multiple stages all kinds of music uh, <laughs> still to this day the best show i've ever been to was at the revel it was george clinton and the parliament funk oh uh, yes it was amazing yes amazing. and i'm so regretful that i didn't go because i heard everybody of my friend all my friends that went said unbelievable show unreal One of my favorite shows that they've had was um, in the movie Titanic with Leonardo DiCaprio, Kate Winslet. Mm -hmm. um, When they went down into steerage and the steerage passengers were partying and, you know, the live band, they had a band down there. Well, that band played at the Revel. Wow. It's uh the band is called Gaelic Storm. Oh, I remember them. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Okay. And they played at the Revel one year and oh that was so much fun. Mm-hmm. And uh I think I've got all their all their CDs. Yeah. I and bet. they had a and they had another one uh the uh, bagpipe something Gaelic rocks or oh, something yeah, or the Celtic guy, rocks. The guy had the flaming bagpipes. Yes, yeah. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God. He had a flamethrower <laughs> built into his, his bagpipe. Yeah. <laughs> How did I not know there is a band in town called, I bet you knew this, Ruben. I probably do. The Barksdale Bubble. Yep. <laughs> There's a band called the Barksdale Bubble. Genius. I yep. have got to go see them. I wonder if it'll <laughs> rain while they're playing. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> what a one. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Okay. I messed up yesterday. Uh-oh, what'd you do? Oh, my gosh. We uh, This guy works on our cars for us, and he's over, over in the uh, Dixie Garden area. Mm-hmm. And I was meeting meeting my wife over there to to pick her up, and I had a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. I went by the Indian motorcycle dealership. Oh no, Aaron! I should have never gone in. Did you buy a new one? <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no! I didn't buy anything. Let me get okay, that out right okay, now good. because somebody's going to go call my wife and Same. go. Did you know Mike went and looked at motorcycles? Bought but, a new one. But now you got the itch, huh? <laughs> Oh, messed up. Yeah, you did. They've got. I'm not even going to tell you which one I love. They've got a used one back in there. They've got a lot of you know used bikes. No, one of those great big Indian roadmasters. And your man, your manliness came out. (laughs) God. Thing is beautiful. Now, now, would you trade in your old one, or would you just buy a new one if you decided to do? I this? would actually. I would trade. I think. Okay. I've got a '98 Valkyrie that I love. Mm-hmm. My son's bought. Okay. By the way, I need to get my salvage title. My bike. I was sitting at a red light on my VTX mm-hmm. and got rear-ended. Okay. Got knocked off my bike. Oh. Uh, it, it it just knocked right at, knocked it right out from under me. Dang! And um, 
It did some damage, but really minimal damage. Okay. But it's a 2003, and this happened gosh, six, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so the insurance, they totaled it. Ah. Uh, but you kept I mean, it. Oh, heck yeah. You there was still nothing wrong it? with it. Okay. I mean, I did. It, it, few repairs? Few minor repairs, so there's nothing. I love it. It's one of my favorite bikes. But because they totaled it. You can't get a clear title. Right. I've got to apply for the salvage title. And uh, Aaron, this is the biggest pain in the rear end you've ever dealt with. Uh, if anybody has any ideas, I'd love to, I'd love to hear I don't how any, to get this yeah. done. Because my, my son has basically bought the bike from me. Okay. And I need to get it to him. He needs a title, yeah. And I need to get the title to him. Okay. And he lives in Texas, so I've got to get it cleared and done. All right, salvage title experts. It's been we in the garage for yeah. years, but mm-hmm. I've, I've got it. I mean, everything. So, yeah, I need to get the salvage title. Mm, okay, all right. So if anybody has any help on that. Need some help. Just go do it for me, <laughs> please. I don't want to deal with the DMV. I'll take a number and then text him when you're next in line, yeah. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and go get in line now for me if you would. Uh, there's some changes coming to uh, Louisiana SNAP benefits. You might be happy with them. We'll find out what that is next. Mike and McCarthy. Let's get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Aaron, this is something I've, I've, I've been calling for for years. And anybody with any common sense, any hardworking, tax-paying American, mm-hmm. American, would think this is absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. Talking about SNAP benefits and some changes that they're implementing, um, if you receive SNAP benefits, you got to work. Yes. New requirements, they start October 1, which we all know is the federal year. The federal year starts October 1st, and so the new changes go into effect. And um, anyone who gets SNAP benefits that is does not have dependents. We got to make that real clear. They're classified as able-bodied adults without dependents. Mm-hmm. Abods. Yes. Abods. You'll have to work at least eighty hours a month, either for pay somewhere or as a volunteer. Eighty hours a month. What is that? Twenty hours a week. So we're requiring people to be contributing citizens. Wow. What a novel idea. What a concept. Mm-hmm. Contribute to society. Yeah. And you know what? Not the, just leeching off of society. The, the hope is, and this is what I think, is if you're up and going and working and doing something constructive, that may lead to a job. You know, they may realize, hey, we're going to hire you. Maybe you're a volunteer for a little while, but then they may realize we're going to hire you. Or maybe you're only working 20 hours a week to meet this minimum requirement, and they're going to say, hey, we would like to hire you. And then you might no longer need SNAP benefits. You might be able to come off the program. Isn't that what we all want? See, I could never be elected to office because welfare reform would be a huge platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, 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 I would never get elected. It wouldn't, it's never going to happen. Right. We could... Think of the billions of dollars we could save in this country. And I'm not saying there aren't people who deserve assistance. It's not what I'm saying. Exactly. Thank you. I'm saying we have now into multi-generations of people 
and it's not a racial issue. It's it's it is a culture issue mm-hmm. that don't expect to have to work. Right. Here's the there is a little bit of a, a hitch in the giddy up with this. In Louisiana, thirty three parishes were granted a waiver. <laughs> so thirty three parishes of course they were. You don't have to do the work. Caddo and Bozier are not on the list. Caddo and Bozier were not given waivers. So in Caddo and Bozier, you will have to do it. So um, why were these 33 parishes granted waivers? I think because of their total numbers of people on on uh, welfare. I'm, I'm on SNAP benefits, rather. Um, I'm not certain. I sent you some details on it, but it's like... I mean, Assumption, mm-hmm. of Royals, Bienville. I'm not going to read all of them. The ones in our area are Bienville, Claiborne. Um, those are the only two right here in our area. The rest are kind of in south, mm-hmm. south east Louisiana. There's a couple. The Washita is there. Orleans, of course, is there, and Jefferson. But Caddo and Bozier are not exempt. So starting this Sunday, work requirements are in place for SNAP recipients who are able-bodied without dependents. So if you have a kid that get you get benefits for, you're not you, you it doesn't apply to you. Mm-hmm. But if you're somebody just getting SNAP benefits for just yourself, if you're an ABOD, mm-hmm, you need to start finding something to go do, to go volunteer or to go work because things are changing. And after three months, if you can't prove you've been doing it, your benefits will be gone. Well, you know what? Good for them. Mm-hmm. Somebody stepping up and making a positive change. Yep. Yep. 1017 FM 710 Keel. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. <laughs> this is how sad. You got to do this because I'm shopping right now. This is oh, I know. You've been banging on that keyboard I've been working. over there. I've been all, working, but now all I'm shopping. Morning, hello, I'm hello. Power. I'm win the Powerball. So yeah. Oh well, I'm, I'll, looking, I'm all for that. I'm looking for a condo. Yeah. Ruben and I are both are like, okay, you go right ahead, girl. You buy all the tickets you want. Oh man, this is how sad it's gotten. In 2023, I if people even going back to the 50s saw the way things are today, Mm. the Senate actually had to pass a resolution formalizing business attire on the Senate floor. So to attend the Senate, to be on the floor. You can't wear a great big giant hoodie and gym shorts. Mm -hmm. Flippity flops. Not allowed. My heart rate is actually increasing right now. Oh, so we had to pass a bill. They had to pass. You know, Schumer a few weeks ago said, uh, you know, no more business attire is required on the Senate floor. Wow. And they're calling it the Fetterman bill Mm. because apparently that's all this man wants to wear. Yeah. Even in the Senate. The United You're, States Senate. We're going to wear our little cargo shorts and flippity flops. It's no. different if I'm sitting here in this control room. Yeah. We're not on camera. We're not out in the public. Right. It's I, big time difference. Uh, Aaron, I'm at a loss. Mm-hmm. How How is that? How is that acceptable? Yeah. 
Well, apparently now it's not. Even Schumer had to had to admit, okay, this is not this this isn't mm-hmm. this is doesn't look good. Right, right. Well, they have finally made the decision that you got to dress business appropriately. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're a, a you're a United States senator, one of the most powerful humans on earth, and you're going to come into the Senate with a hoodie. And gym shorts, not even cargo shorts, gym shorts. Oh, and, were people and, really and doing flip that? Flops. Oh yeah, Fetterman absolutely does that. Good God! Now I understand the man had a stroke. Mm-hmm. But you, you there, if, if he's on the Senate floor, somebody can dress him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, he boy. walks around. Don't we have bigger things to do than worry about our freaking dress code? We actually had to. We had had to to pass pass a a, bill. We had to pass a resolution saying, uh, "No, it's got to be coat and tie and slacks." You can't. You can't dress like a sportscaster. Have a coat and tie and shorts. Because you're sitting behind the sports desk. And your sneakers on. <laughs> oh, man, that's embarrassing. That's really I, embarrassing. I, I, I laugh to keep from crying. Yeah, really. No kidding. So, you know, kudos that at least they did step up and go, yeah, this isn't right. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Because one, one of the elderly senators, ladies, said, well, I guess I'm going to wear my bikini. <laughs> and this was a Democrat. That's my kind of woman. There we go. And I'm, you don't want to see her in a bikini. No, you probably don't. No, you probably know. don't. Oh, boy. And honestly, most people you don't want to see. No, you're absolutely unclosed. right about that. No, but, no people, doubt. Present company included. <laughs> I'm raising my hand. Yes. So, uh, yeah. Congratulations for making the right call on that, mm. at least. Tomorrow, uh, we do have, uh, let's see, Hersey Jones coming in, the sheriff candidate. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the election, too. Early voting starts Saturday. Early voting. Let's eliminate mail-in ballots. 101.7 FM.